Welcome back to another episode of What's the Word? What's the Word? And we are here. Sorry, for the We're, listeners. We we had to restart. We gotten going, and then I realized I forgot to do the lighting thing. And but we're here. But we're here in a brand new year. Yes, we made it. Uh-huh. And uh, as always, we're honest, and and we don't always have it together. No, um, as I'm sporting Waffle House T-shirt today. I like I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. I it's, like it. But hey, happy new year. Happy new year. Merry right. Christmas. Yes, that's right. Merry Christmas because we're still in the 12, 12 days. Day. Listen, you could say it's Merry Christmas sober. to me in June and I will take it. Like <laughs> absolutely Merry Christmas to you. It's funny because this past fall, I had a student and one of our eighth grade students who every time he sees me says happy birthday. And it's like spread into uh, like other students, like even over at the high schools. So when they see me, they say happy birthday. And I'm like, your gut reaction when someone says happy birthday to you and, it, and it's not your birthday is... It's not my birthday. It's not my birthday. And I've learned just like, thanks. thanks. <laughs> like, and so then all of a sudden another guy's like, oh, it's your birthday. I was like, no. No. <laughs> like, this is my unbirthday. Yes. And I, I did give him the nickname of Frosty the Snowman. Oh, And he sweet. did get that. He did get the reference. An eighth grader got that reference in 2023. So, awesome. Good. Awesome. Hey, but now 2024, what's the word? What's the word? Turn in the corner, right? We had mm-hmm. a great opportunity to finish up last year uh, with at least our series on what's the word about Jesus. Jesus. Now we get to kind of turn the corner mm-hmm. into a whole new era, a whole new series, if you right. will. Right. Because we're going to talk about what is the word about the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And and that right there, people are going off. I'm not doing I'm not I'm not doing it off. That's a, that's a lot. So before we actually jump into that, yes. I think that it would be very prudent very for prudent. us to go to the word like yes. we have become exactly. uh, accustomed to doing and and just inviting the Holy Spirit inviting God here with us to um mitigate what is going to come out of our mouths exactly. yes. for the next for the next few minutes. So in the in the uh, the words of Psalm nineteen uh, verse fourteen, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my Rock and my Redeemer. Amen. Ah, and we've yes. you know we've mentioned that before. Is that it? Just I feel like a like a weight just goes off of my shoulders with those words. Absolutely. It, it it's just it's so comforting to know that this. It is not about you and it's not about me. Uh, this is about God and he's right here with us as we discuss things that are going to yeah. be like brain stretching, brain hurting topics. That's, that's the kind of stuff that grounds you, right? Yeah. As, as as believers, as Christians, right? It's one of those things that we are grounded in the word and ultimately not one of us is in control, praise the Lord. Thank you. Uh, and he is, right? Mm-hmm. And so our confidence is in who he is and what he's done and what he has said. Right. And and yeah, so even in conversations like the one we're about to have, and I think it's, we can even preview a little bit for folks. I mean, you heard at the end of the episode for sure, like shifting into the new year. Yes. It's like, all right, here we are. Uh, you have typical like New Year's resolutions and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we kind of realized like, okay, this conversation, these conversations that we're having might be a part of people's New Year resolutions. So welcome to the podcast if welcome. this is the first one you're listening to. But with that, we're going to try and go weekly, right? Yeah, so we, we're gonna, we started out on that sprint. We did. With really focusing in on what is God's word? What's mm-hmm. the word about the word? What's the word about the word? And then we went to more of this every other week, but we're going to keep going weekly in these conversations to keep doing things. And we're going to be honest along the way about like, if we need to take a break for a month, like we'll take a break for a month, but we'll communicate that as we get going. Our families would be uh, very excited if they got to see us for (laughs) an extended period of time for, you know, vacations and things like that. So we're excited for that. uh, I'm super excited. I've enjoyed this journey that Mm -hmm. we've been on. And uh, I I do enjoy, it was so funny. Like as like when I drive is when I listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. and I typically don't listen to myself. Like I can't do it. I can't watch myself. I can't listen to myself. hard. So like, it's funny that I actually have listened to our podcast. Thank you. Uh, and along the way, it was so funny how many times we referenced how much we want to have this conversation. So oh, yeah. our, our former selves really, really wanted to have this They really did. Our present ones, a little nervous. Well, today, yes. To, just to, today. I mean, you know, you got to think about it. We're starting out on the new year. We've got the holidays behind us. People are in the process of undecorating homes, redecorating, pulling stuff Hopefully out. it's still up and until And it Epiphany, will be up until, saying, yeah, mine, okay. don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> mine are still, they're, they're, they're alive and well. And it's funny, like mine stay up even beyond that because it's like, we're- When this, am I going like to put January? it? January so busy too. It is. There's not really a, a month that's not busy for me, but all I do is just turn off the timers. So they'll, they'll hang up outside for a while. So I'm fun, sure. fun fact, this year I am, I'm actually hosting a, um, a bridal shower the end of this month. Mm. So my decorations have to come down 
in a oh, timely a manner. Little, yeah, they yeah. have to be down by the 20th. And and that that's a lot. Anybody that has seen my house at Christmas knows that that's a big, tall order. Absolutely. So, that's a whole lot of work. That is a whole lot of work. 20th. I know. I'm going to bribe my kids, my husband, my neighbors. Hey, come on. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, the Trinity. Okay, so what's the word about the Trinity? And, and before we even get there, Dallas— for someone that's completely brand new, because yeah. that's that's the spirit of this podcast, someone who's never heard this stuff before, we're at Trinity Klein Lutheran Church and School. Mm-hmm. What uh, before we get to what's the word about the Trinity? What, what is the Trinity? Is the Trinity, or probably better said, who, who? is the Trinity? Yeah. Right. So, is this another pop quiz? I don't think so. I'm just abundantly curious. How would you answer someone that asked you that question? You know, you'd think that in my preparation for this for this episode that I would have like a, a an elevator pitch ready answer for that. So who is the Trinity? I would off the top of my head say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Good. Yeah. So that's my that's my my five second and and for our beginners, like and it is, it's one of those we really did say like, okay, we're nervous about our past cells really wanted to have this. Our present cells are very nervous about this because actually doing it. The the Trinity is a Christian teaching. I was about mm-hmm. to use a fancy word. No, nope. I went to a different one. Yep. A Christian teaching. Were you going with doctrine? About I was <laughs> uh, about the identity of God. Yeah. Okay. So so the so the Trinity is how we understand. Trinity is how we would answer the question. Who is God? Right. Mm-hmm. I love we do we do the confirmation journey. My my we do a journal based confirmation here now. And my favorite unit that I wrote was unit three. And, and, and unit three started with the question, who is God? Mm-hmm. And and essentially what we say is if you really want to know who God is, uh, because sometimes I don't know if you've experienced this, like when you ask someone like who is God, they'll be like, Well, he's all knowing, he's all powerful, he's like, and they'll keep going with that. I said, no, 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 no. But, but he's unreachable. Who, who is he? Yeah. And, and I like to point out to our confirmation students, if you're willing to talk about who God is, then talk about what he has done. Yep. And, and when, we, when we go to this teaching, the, the Trinity, about God's identity, it actually answers that question. So when someone asks me, who is God? I say, he is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? And that word Trinity, right? This is so funny. I can't, I can't tell you how many people might be listening to this going, This is ironic because you're saying, what's the Mm -hmm. word about the Trinity? What does the Bible say about the Trinity? And guess what word is not in English or in In, any other language language in in the Bible? Bible. Trinity. Trinity. That word isn't there. Mm -hmm. And so, but we would tell you, and this is hopefully what we get into, because it was such a, wasn't it such a, even y'all, I called Dallas earlier this week. It was like, uh, how are we doing this? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sending this to you. And then we're talking about it because I don't know how to feel about what I've just put down as a hope of what we're talking about. Right. Because there's this real balance between today, we want to look at what does scripture actually say? Mm-hmm. And it's not, today is not about arguing the doctrine, the teaching the of teaching. the Trinity. Like, like it's not no. about reasoning and all this other stuff. It really is just saying, let's look at scripture and say, why do Christians, mm-hmm. right? Because this is a, uh, we've talked about the word orthodox, straight teaching. Straight teaching. Uh, like of the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, what it says. And this is a global Global, a global yeah. uh, adoption. If you of, call of yourself a Christian, yes, this is then what you, you hold believe to. in the Trinity, mm-hmm. right? And so, because uh, there's lots of people that that have understandings about Jesus, mm-hmm. and maybe even people that follow Jesus, um, but similar to the episode we had on on fully God, fully man, right? Right. If if you're not confessing his divinity, that he is God mm-hmm. in the flesh then you wouldn't call yourself Christian. Right. Okay. You might call yourself a Jesus follower, all these things, but there's this really fundamental piece that when, when we look at scripture, what does it say? That God is Father, He is Son, and He is Holy Spirit. Right. Three. I have the top of my page. I have the, lin- the linchpin in the doctrine of the Trinity is Jesus, is oh, the divinity, is the divinity of Jesus. Tell me more, Dallas. Okay. So a linchpin, you know, kind of like holds everything together. And so in everything, like you, you remove that and, and everything just kind of goes to pieces. And so we spent, how many weeks did we spend? How many episodes talking about Jesus? A like lot. Like five, uh, At least. four or five. And, and the, the, the consistency, something that, that I have been very excited to talk about from, yeah. the, from the onset of this podcast is the consistency of God. Yes. And so the consistency that we saw in our time spent with Jesus um, was that he holds all things together. Good. Like, Especially Colossians holds, 1 is yes, kind of right. Yeah. He holds all things together through him, 
all things were made. And John all one. things yep. means all things. Yes. Okay. And and so if we are going to explore the doctrine or the teaching of the Trinity, we absolutely have to adhere and bring close to us the divinity of Jesus Christ. Good. Because without him, everything goes away. And and for our first time listener, and I hope they're still with us. I do too. I want you to, to keep it simple. And even actually, yeah. I'm thinking about it like, mom, right? Like if you're listening to this and you're saying, okay, I'm already confused. Just hold tightly to that question of who is God? Who is God? Right? Who is God? Mm -hmm. And we respond, Father, Son, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Some of my favorite things, and I show these at Confirmation Church, just a little plug. Uh, And also for parents, I even have my own videos. But like one that I show in, uh, oh, before church service even starts, right? Because this just happened in November. Uh, We have the... The, the Trinity in less than three minutes video that we play. So some really smart, I think he's a Presbyterian, did a great job of saying like, if you were to ask me who I am, I would tell you Lee, right? He goes, I'm Batman. But it was, it was kind of funny there. But then he said, but if you ask me what I am, I would tell you that I'm human, mm-hmm. okay? Now as humans, he'll point out, Genesis 1, we've been there. Uh, we were made in God's image. Well, here's the thing about an image. If I have a picture of my phone, it's nowhere near, like you can tell what it is, but it's nowhere near as complex as the actual thing. It's not right? useful. Right? Not as useful. Not as a, useful. A, a picture of your phone is not as useful as actually having a phone in your hand. Exactly. But so, this, so that picture is an image, a reflection mm-hmm. of something that is far more complex. Right. And so if we're one, this is, this is, I love the language he uses. If we're one who and one what, then God, uh, when we talked, when we asked that question of who is he, we would say, he is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three who's um, and one what. Mm-hmm. He is God. He is God. Yeah. So that's one. I, I appreciate those questions. I think that's so beautifully stated. And again, in less than three minutes. <laughs> love it. And then the other video I love is one that talks about the Trinity is actually uh, God grammar. And I oh. thought that was so great because I'm the English nerd. Yeah. Right? I like I like English too. Go ahead. I've never heard that yeah. one before. So in other words, like there's a, there's a right way to talk. And he gives an illustration about how his grandma would correct him on the polite way to ask for something, mm-hmm. right? That's not good grammar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, there's a way that we can talk about God that is good. Uh, and then there would be a way that would not be good grammar. So he kind of points out that the father is God, the son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. That is good grammar, good mm-hmm. God grammar. But to say that the, son, the father is the son or the son is the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit is the the father or the son. You know what I mean? He said, that would not be good God grammar, right? right. And so there's, and, and, and he draws what we would refer to, you can Google this, the shield of the Trinity. Uh, it's actually like the best illustration, I would say, for who God is. But it really, you'll see those words. Like you'll f- see the different circles, God at the middle, the lines connecting the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to that one, but then lines connecting saying is not, is not, is not. Right. It's all about how you talk about God right. and who he is. Now, this is good because it, it gets us to where people are actually listening for. What does the word actually say about the Trinity then? If it doesn't use the word Trinity and this is who God is, how in the world do we know that? And I think the very first place we need to go, it's so interesting, Dallas, because I was like, we could talk on the threeness or the oneness. And so we're going to start with the threeness. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, and a passage that makes it abundantly clear. Yeah. And, and it's fun, actually, for listeners, uh, to make your heads not hurt so much. Uh, we've already covered this passage. Yes, we and have. And then the other one that yeah. really focuses on the oneness. Yep. And if, if you're a longtime listener, awesome to be with you. If you're not, go, hey, go, go back. back. Listen. Go back. Right? Um, but Tell particularly when it comes to why do you believe God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Where in the scripture do we see that, Dallas? I would say that the first place that we're going to look for, if you want concrete proof, concrete evidence, let's yeah. go to Matthew. Yes. Right. So we're going to go to that. We're going to go to the end of Matthew and what what we have um, affectionately named it, uh, the Great Commission. So yes. at the end of Matthew, and historically, that's and, not just a Dallas. No, that's not yet. us. No, that's that's a big. That's that, a Christian church. That's a Christian church. It's yeah. Christianese. Um, so we have the Great Commission at the end of Matthew, and uh, where we commission is a fancy word. Sending. Sending. Uh, you're you're going to go do something, right? Right. So if we 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 still commission people today to go on mission trips, we do. So you're being sent out with a leadership task. roles. Yeah, yeah you good. have it. You have a specific task, and it's a it's a God blessed task. And who is commissioning? And that would be Jesus. Oh, I like him. Ah, have you heard of him? I have. He's a friend of mine. 
And particularly what is happening. So we've talked about Jesus. We've talked about the elevators. Talk about like, how do you summarize it? He gave me died. He rose. He ascended. He's coming back. Right. What point? So we're here at Matthew 28. Right. Last chapter of Matthew. So what is happening? He's ascending. Okay. Like this Good. is, this is his, his, one of his, his final um, commands, uh, set of instructions, his, his final word uh, to his, to his followers, his disciples is I need you to go do this. Yes. And this is the authority that I'm going to, uh, that I, that I'm going to give you in order to complete this task. Absolutely. And I always point out, right, Matthew, right? So this yeah. is Matthew. The last thing he says in the book of Matthew before he ascends to the father. So, and, and for anybody that missed that episode, right? Jesus came, right? So yep. he, he took on flesh. Our sweet uh, baby Jesus. Did his ministry. Mm-hmm. He died. Mm-hmm. He rose. So this is post-resurrection. Yep. This is this is 40 days after the resurrection. Yes. Yep. Sorry, I went to nope, 50. You're good. That's Pentecost. 40 days after the resurrection, and he's about to ascend he's about to the Father to, to reign on high. Mm-hmm. Still going back to that episode. And before he does, what does he say to his disciples? His up. Apostles. His apostles. That's, ooh, I ooh. love breaking that okay, one down. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and break that down. Apostello is a Greek mm-hmm. word. All right, everybody say it with me. Apostello. Mm-mm. Apostello. Apostello. It means sent out ones. Yes. Okay, so I always love pointing this out because, well, if you have any like Roman Catholic family, you'll notice that they always refer to the the 12 as the apostles. The apostles. Right, because they're the sent out ones mm-hmm. versus the word disciples is a fancy way from the Latin discipuli, which is uh, student. Student. Okay. So after this moment is when they're really the sent out ones, the apostles. Anyways. Okay. So this is what he says to those uh, 11. 11. That are left because Judas is no no longer longer with with us. Good. Yep. He died or before Jesus died. Right. Yes. Around that night. Around the same time. Around the same time. So we've got Matthew um, documenting the words of, of Jesus as he's getting ready to, to ascend and take his place reigning. Um, that uh, Matthew 28, verse 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything, to obey everything that I have oh, commanded you. One. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I love that. Just that presence yeah. of being with us. But right. yeah, big deal. Big deal. Big, big deal. deal. And I, I'm going to go back actually to our uh, True God, True Man, Fully God, mm-hmm. Fully Man episode okay. of talking about like, like that was a, like, if this one hurts your head, you might even want to preview that, right? If Jesus really does hold all things together. He does hold all things together. Um, because wrapping your mind around Jesus being both God and man mm-hmm. is already going to hurt your brain. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go to a part of scripture that like points out why we're, it's okay for us to say this, right? Because all of these people that Jesus is talking to, what religion is it that they were following? Uh, Jewish. Jewish. Jewish right. religion, Judaism. Right. And, and there was this really big, important uh, part of the, the Jewish scriptures that, that spoke to the fact that God was and is one. Okay? Right. And this the, is what we called that the Shema. great Shema, right? Mm-hmm. And Shema is a Hebrew word that means hear or uh, maybe even clear listen. Listen. Okay. Which goes listen. back to our auditory culture yes, from, exactly. uh, from, I think, episode two. Right. So Deuteronomy 6. Wonderful chapter, all love of it. it. Love it. Uh, I love digesting the mm-hmm. entirety of it. But Deuteronomy 6, 4 is this great Shema, which you'll see even in movies sometimes, actually, mm-hmm. when you get really Orthodox Jews depicted in movies, you might hear them saying the Shema, mm-hmm. right? Well, I used to be able to do it. Uh, Shema Yisrael, uh, Yahweh uh, Elohim, Yahweh Echad, right? So if you ever hear those words, that is... Uh, listen, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, mm-hmm. the Lord is one. One. Yeah. One. Right. Yeah. I got to, I had a great Hebrew professor at seminary who made us in elementary Hebrew, uh, had memory verses in Hebrew, right? So you know how people get mad about memory now in yeah, our I had, Christian I had, day school. I had three kids go through yeah. the day school and like, I oh, learned all of them. I had to do it in Hebrew. Oh. Like, but it was fun because it was like, oh, I am picking up. It was a great, he's a great teacher. I really appreciated him. Dr. Reed Lessing. Uh, so this this oneness this oneness is huge right God can't be multiple Mm-mm. and Dallas I'm getting you're getting antsy. you're getting really I'm just intense. thinking about like off air you and I've talked about some of the stuff that is out there mm-hmm. and the way that people will take scripture and make it say whatever makes them feel good but particularly when it comes to like 
divine beings, okay? And I just use the word plural mm-hmm. because people will create any— And I think, I think it's, we would say as Christians— Satan is alive and well. Satan is constantly lying. He's oh, constantly yeah. trying to confuse us. He's been mm-hmm. doing it since the very beginning. Again, this is no secret to anybody that's been listening with same us. Same playbook. Yeah, same playbook. It's just lies. So just trying to pull us away from this. There is one God, mm-hmm. one creator of all things, mm-hmm. uh, and he has made himself known. Yeah. So this is a big one, right? Uh, but you have this beautiful thing then, an understanding of who God is and this teaching of the Trinity. And and as you think about that, I I, I don't, Dallas, I don't think you've ever had to prep a, a, a sermon for uh, Holy Trinity, uh, the Sunday after Pentecost, the one Sunday a year. But you'd like, be surprised. <laughs> I I I just about went to seminary, so yeah, yes, I did. Yeah. I did have to take a, a well, homiletics class that I had to give sermons, and it drove oh, me up the wall. Here I am, Missouri Synod Lutheran, yeah. female, and uh, and I've got professors telling me I want you to deliver a sermon, and I'm like, well, I will talk to the class, yeah, but I will not give a sermon. And they're like, if you don't give a sermon, you don't pass. That's and I'm like, so I will, I will talk to the class. So what a struggle. Yeah, it was it was rough. It there was you rough. Go. Well, that said, uh, at the very least, you've you've heard a lot of Holy Trinity some I have. sermons. I have. How, what do you notice about the themes that people use when they talk about this threeness and this oneness that we see here in Matthew 28 and Deuteronomy 6? The, you tell me. I think the biggest one, I know you're like, don't, don't, don't quiz me. I'm just curious. Me. I'm always curious. But I think the biggest one that we always lean to, some people will just go into teaching like, oh, this is a, a teaching week. We're going to teach what the Trinity is and confuse everybody. But the most common theme that I see or hear or or have tried myself because I've gotten a few opportunities to preach Holy Trinity is the idea of community. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there's this beautiful thing. And when you look at the Trinity, when you look at who God is, mm-hmm. and, and and we would even say, like the fancy church way to say it would be the Holy Trinity. The Holy right? Trinity. The set apart mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. right? Of this threeness but oneness, this this. Uh, a word that makes some people really uncomfortable, this intimateness of the relationship mm-hmm. that God has with himself is kind of how we would say it, right? And yes, I see how that would be. Uh, yeah. The, the but, verbiage it together. Means, but it, but it just, just means close. That's right, all it does. that means. It, it just means known, close, no secrets. Like that's what that word really means. And so there's just such a beautiful community. Mm-hmm. And then it makes complete sense then when you look at us made in his image that we were made to be in community too, right? Where God says right. right off the back, it's not good for man to be alone when he looks at Adam. Right. Yeah. So we have, uh, so if if you're trying to track with this, uh, we've got this, over the, the past several episodes, we have hit again and again, the worship aspect good. that um, that you, you can only worship, you can God. Only worship That's God. That's yeah. it. You can only worship God, and uh, and we see this in the in the Deuteronomy passage. You know that there is only one God. That's it. However, we see the three persons of the Father of of God active in in all of Scripture. All of Scripture. We yes. see that. I mean, we see that from the very beginning. So if if we go back all the way to Genesis 1. And I have like seen this on Holy Genesis Trinity Sunday. One, yeah. Yeah. That that you we have all three persons present and active during creation. Yes. And uh, and then if we, you know, so Genesis is the is is book 1 in the Bible. Uh, if you want to skip ahead to the New Testament and we've talked about the gospels, John Matthew, 1. Mark, yep. Luke and John, um, John reiterates what is he 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 echoes and reiterates what is in Genesis 1. And I just think that that is, you know, yes, the the actual word trinity is not right. in the Bible. However, um, the the 3 to 1 ratio is there from the very beginning to the very end. Absolutely. Yeah. And and this is where, this is why we call it the greatest mystery of the Christian faith. Oh, absolutely. Because being able to talk about this and y'all, like we struggle today, but the church has always struggled with this. Yeah. And so we've talked about on the podcast, a very important year that I hope that you commit to memory, 325 AD. What happened in 325 AD? The Council of Nicaea. Yeah. Okay. And so anybody that's been in a traditional church like ours, mm-hmm. I say traditional, confessional church confessional, is a good way to say it. Liturgical. So it has like a, like 
Oof, what a high church. What a subject. So, well, but it has a set. So, so we Christians believe the Bible. Yeah, period. Hands right. Down. We open the Bible. We look at the Bible. I would right. say, particularly Lutherans are like, show me it's true, and we'll be good. But then there's there's I would say part of Christianity um, that is confessional, which means that's a fancy word which means that we have statements of belief, right. okay? So it's not just talking about confessing our sins and being forgiven. That's a great thing. We'll talk about it someday, I'm sure. Um, but we look at the fullness of scripture. We see the consistencies that God has. And we say, hey, those of us that call ourselves Lutheran, this is our perspective. Mm-hmm. This is what we believe this says, right? Because we can all see what it says, but then we disagree on what it means. Right. So we, we've written down what we believe. And I was getting somewhere with this, Dallas. Why uh, the Council of Nicaea. Council and of Nicaea. So we've talked about it. We've listened so, in, in so search. Us, us who have written it down. So mm-hmm. the Christians who have written down what we believe about right. things. We share these things called creeds, which comes from the Latin word credo, which mm-hmm. simply means- I believe. Yes. And so we have these things called creeds. Well, in 325, there was only one church. It mm-hmm. was just Christians. There wasn't all these denominations that didn't happen until- Until uh, Martin Luther. Exactly. 1500s, all the reformations that happened. So you have um, creeds that were written down. And so the Christian church goes, I mean, 325. And I, I've done this in the podcast before. I'll do it again. I love being able to just recognize like the early church and what they had to walk through. Oh, yeah. So Jesus- died somewhere 30, 33 AD, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. He rose somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. The the Holy Spirit poured out on all people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, at, at, the, at Pentecost, not the first Pentecost. There's a festival that happens. They were gathered together 10 days after his ascension. And the church just booms, just goes oh, everywhere. Yeah, the Spirit off. of God is moving. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is moving giving these, these, this bold witness to these people that just saw Jesus teach for three years and then die and then rise again and ascend to the Father. And there's this outpouring to spread. The church just grows- Like wildfire. Like wildfire. Mm-hmm. So then like that's again, y'all, uh, 40, 50, 60 AD. Right. Okay. Well, then there's there's not churches. No, there's not churches. buildings. There's not church buildings. Nope. There's not- there's not uniformity. There's not all these things. Mm-hmm. There's just this belief, this understanding of who God is right. and who he's made himself known. And so Christianity grows all across the world. And eventually they say, okay, we've got a lot of people saying a lot of different things about what we believe. It's time we talk about this. And mm-hmm. so the Council of Nicaea is particularly talking about that question. What does this mean for who God is? Yeah. And there was that teaching that we talked about in, in Fully God, Fully Man. That's why mm-hmm. we referenced it before. That there was a particular group, uh, a guy named Arius, who wanted to say Jesus was just a dude. Yeah. Yeah, with, he was just a really good— He was a really good guy. Yeah, with, that God chose, you know, He God did, claimed. and he even, I mean, like bestowed some divine-like powers on him. But yeah. he was not of the same substance as— God the Father. According to According Arius. to Arius. Yeah. And so they came together to talk about this. Yep. And the group decided, no, Arius, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. And so they did this this Council of Nicaea, the Nicene Creed. And really the, what they were doing, y'all, and so we also have the Apostles' Creed, which is a summary of the Apostles' teaching, these sent out ones, the New Testament. What they're doing is they're looking at Scripture and saying, and beautiful moment, right? What does the Word actually say about who God is? Yep. And there in 325, so do your math, a little less than 300 years after Jesus rose from the dead, mm-hmm. which America's been around. 250. Yeah. I mean, a little less than 300 years. Mm-hmm. So as long as Americans been in existence and the older you get, the more you realize. The shorter period of time that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about three generations of people. That's yep. it. And so they're they're coming to this understanding of who God is right away. And, and from there, And the they church, break it down into three articles. You know, about just each about each of the three members of persons. the Trinity, yeah. and and it is so. I mean, it's really, it's it's really, really good. Uh, again, you know, I several years ago I did go back to school. I was as old as my professors in, <laughs> in my classes. That was not awkward at all. That's awesome. And so, uh, but we had one particular professor that wanted us at the end of every exam, and I had him every semester while I was there. Every semester I had one class with him. And, uh, and and all of the extra credit on his exams was to write down the Nicene Creed. Oh, wow. Okay. I was the only one in class that could do it from day one. Yeah. And he was like, that's not fair. You've been 
catechized is what yeah. they and I was like wait what and catechized, like, catechized is a big word fancy word to say I've taught. been educated and yeah. and taught and and I was like yeah but I say the Nicene Creed every week you know and and uh, and the, the other kids the kids the infants that were in my class I love all of you um, but you're still babies and uh, it was it blew their mind they're like how did you know that it's like I was raised on and it and then the professor said now the Athanasian Creed no thank you. <laughs> Because there's 20, a third. 27 yeah. pages later, no. There's a guy named Athanasius from the early church mm-hmm. who also got even further good, good stuff. Yeah. Like, especially if you're coming out of that world where Jesus isn't God, how could that possibly be? Google the Athanasian Creed. And read uh, it. Google will correct your spelling. You'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try right now. No. But it's a really good explanation that, that I have heard from people who are coming out of non-Trinitarian appreciations of Jesus to say, that's the best, closest thing I've ever come to understanding what you mean by the Trinity. By the Trinity. Yeah. So I've had the Trinity tried to be explained to me. And as I sit in classrooms and as I talk to other people, um, there are many, you know, we've, we've, said on this podcast for a number of different episodes that we are very visual. And I fully believe that that is one of the reasons God sent Jesus sure, in the flesh so the that flesh. we could we could see him, we could touch him, you know, we could we could actually get in, in close community with yeah. him and uh, because we need that. And so we're trying in 45 minutes to break down the greatest mystery of the Christian faith. Right. Okay, that's, that that is more ambitious than we thought when we could cover Jesus in one episode. Right, which is why we're going to keep. We're going to keep about talking this. about it, but we need some tangible, you know, some uh, uh, like a tangible representation or description. Nothing. It, it's only going to be an image. It's only going to be a picture of the phone. But you have these three things that are still one. And there's so many things that come close. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember talking about this. And, and this is this is so fun because, like, I think for kids, yeah, certain illustrations are really good, right? But for us as adults, like every illustration we could come up with is flawed. Is is is, is going to have it, a mistake? It's yeah. actually going to be what we call a Christian heresy. It like is it's a heresy. Be a, a Christian. A not true Christian right. teaching, or yes, I know that's it. That that's yeah. it. it. It's not going to so, be. So it's not going to be right. The church would have tried to say at some point that we've said, ah, uh, that's actually not true. Yeah. So, uh, and that's the hard thing because, like, the most common illustration for the Trinity is, I would think water. Oh, ice. interesting. That's that. Okay, that's okay. up there with my top two. Yes. Yeah. So egg. Yeah. Were you thinking egg or apple? Apple. Yeah, apple. I was thinking apple, but egg too. Okay, yeah. so so this is great though. Let's talk about all three of them. So, Can you tell we didn't plan this? We didn't. We, we didn't. I didn't know we were going here, but I, yeah, like so water, right? So water has three states. Right. Right. So there's the the solid, the liquid, the gas state. Mm-hmm. There's ice, solid, there's liquid, and then you could you could heat it up enough that and it, it is- And it steams. Yeah, humidity. We know about humidity in Texas. I definitely know about humidity yeah. today. So um, that said, right? That's not like that's close it's, to say, oh, it's all the same. We get the oneness of that. Right. But the threeness is a little misrepresented a little because wonky. it makes it seem like God said, okay, and this time I'm going to be the father, and in this time I'm going to be the son, and this time it's like, no, those are distinct persons. Right. Yeah. Distinct. Because like, again, it's not the same essence that is the. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird one. Uh, egg, right? You have the egg mm-hmm. shell, the egg yolk, the egg white. Apple, you have. The skin of the apple, the meat of the apple, the core of the apple, but it's all one apple. Same exact apple. thing. Mm-hmm. Same exact thing. So it's it's helpful for little kids to start to try and understand the oneness aspect. But the threeness is really the struggle. And I think though, friends, what we're going to do for you is uh, we did plan something. We uh, did. We did plan that there's a few more verses that we want to share with you. Um, there's some of them that you've heard before that are going to talk about the oneness, okay? The unity piece. Um, but then in episodes that follow this, we're really going to hit on the more distinctness, the fancy way, the distinctness of the persons, right? Right. So the Father is God, thus the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. I, I'm, I'm laughing at myself, like how redundant to the fully God, fully man episode will we get with the Son, but we'll be able to speak more to the people really looking at the Trinity and how is this possible? And how, yeah. The yeah. connection, the connection there. We we isolated Jesus yes. uh, when we talked about the fully God and fully man, and it was it was... Jesus in a box. I mean, it was just it was just Jesus, um, yes. and not his necessarily his relationship with the Father and his relationship with the Holy Spirit. Which is why we said even we're going to come back to we that. We have to come to the Trinity. We so, will come back to that. So, but even as we before we even continue into these verses, they're going to talk about the oneness, friends. 
really and truly Matthew 28 and Deuteronomy mm-hmm. 6 are your two places to camp. Why do Christians believe in the Trinity? Where does the Bible say there's the Trinity? Well, right. in Matthew 28, Jesus himself who died, who rose again and who is ascending to the Father said, there's three. There's three. And then you have that side by side with Deuteronomy 6, that God is one. one, right? Which is kind of fun before we get there too. Um, I love when people point out in Genesis 1, right? Which some of this off-air stuff we've talked about, people get no, a little funny with. No, I just talked with. about it here. Well, but the people that get funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll point out that the Hebrew word for God, mm-hmm. which you heard me say when mm-hmm. I did the great Shema, is Elohim. Elohim. Uh, Im is a plural ending. Mm-hmm for Hebrew, in Hebrew. If you ever hear im, then it's, it's it's usually, and some things are dual, which also have im, but it's, but it's, there's this this one God, and it's so clear in the whole Old Testament that there is just one God, right. especially because of Deuteronomy 6. Mm-hmm. But the one God has a plural word for himself. So sort of like the royal we. Yes, good. Okay, so- Explain her, the royal we for so someone that's a new concept. Her Majesty- the Queen of England, you know, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Um, when she, if, if she were addressing and and speaking, it would always be the plural. You know yes. that we believe this is. You know, we are going to enact this. We are going to do that. Well, it she is singular. She was a singular monarch. Yeah. Uh, however, when when addressing the people or when being addressed, there's this royal we. You know, we are going to to do this. So that is, that's, that's something that I've always really uh, equated with, with the, I don't want to say the plurality, but the, the, it, it, it deals with the Elohim situation is that it's the royal we, you know, let us create man in our image. That's yes. the royal we. Yes. That is that is not that that God is sitting there with a council. And of, at this right exactly. He's not, there's not he does there's not council, a divine council. Uh yeah. it, it is it is singular God, but the royal we. Good. And we can back that up in later 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 scripture passages that we are descendant of a royal priesthood. So Good. we have this royal we. And and the other understanding of the Trinity is present at creation. Yeah. So you have this Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Active, speaking as not just we. present, but yeah. active at creation. Good, yes. All right, so- So with that- That's 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 a little bit of the plurality stuff. Mm-hmm. And what about our singularness? Where do we see, because I really thought that was really helpful to start an episode, just talking about where does it talk about this oneness other than Deuteronomy 6? Yeah, so uh, I would say let's jump to Ephesians. Okay, cool. Um, Ephesians 4 verse- um, six. So there's there's a couple of other places in the New Testament where we see that there uh, this this oneness is being. Um, I don't want to use the word invoked, but my brain is is lapsing. Like that. That's powerful. Uh, that that there's this oneness among many, and uh, and we see that there's you can you can jump ahead to or backwards to the Corinthians and look around, but uh, but for right now we're going to be in Ephesians chapter four, and it's talking about um, unity in the body of Christ. And that we all have this this unity that we aspire to, Ooh, this but community, also the diversity, right? But so the I diversity, love it. it's yeah. One body, but many members, right? Yeah. So, um, well, like side note, I mean, if we're going to talk about the diversity, I had I was looking through some some stuff, getting ready for for today, mm-hmm. and I came across this um, situation that I was asking a group of uh, of people that I was speaking to, not a sermon. I was speaking to a group of people. <laughs> and so we've got division and diversity, okay? Two similar words. But if you've got a sixth grader in your house, you know that division causes friction. And uh, uh, because long division will make you want to just go blind. Um, but this diversity is, is good, good that you can have the, uh, if we were all the same, like if, if we were all exactly the same, how dull and boring would that be? Yeah. Um, and we don't have to use our differences to divide us. We can be diverse and be in in yeah. the body and yeah. we are all part of this one body. And it's funny as you're talking, I'm like some some people, which we wouldn't see eye to eye on, hear the word diversity and get really scared really, really fast. Right. But like, I love the image that Paul uses here, the yes. body. What he's saying so, is like, we're not all the heart, we're not, not all, all the lungs, mm-mm. we're not all the hands, we're not all the feet, we're not all the eyes, we're not all How that. useful would we the be? the Lord, yeah. we have all those members because right. we need every we need single them. piece of it. We need them. So yeah. why don't you, you read Ephesians 4? Rather than division. Yeah. Right. So so uh, verse. I'll start at verse 4 actually just to lead in because this is what Paul says he says there's one body and one spirit mm-hmm. um, just as you are called to one hope at your calling verse 5 
really important verse. Right. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. Mm-hmm. Now, what's so cool about this, this is the same Paul writing this letter that wrote so many places that we've been on the podcast already that talk about the divinity of Jesus and how he is God too. Right. So you have, but you have this oneness that, that we have to talk about. Yeah, there's a whole lot of people here, but we have we share one thing in common. Yep. And that is, or a lot of things in common. One Lord, one hope, one your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. So there's this oneness that Paul is, Paul, who... Uh, is a part of this new church that heard Jesus say, uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is here in short decades later um, talking about the oneness of God and who, right. who he is. And, you know, I'm always most likely gonna gonna revert back to the Old Testament. When you bring up something, I'm gonna nestle down in the Old Testament. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. It, it it's, my go, it's my go-to. And I can't help but think of the 10 commandments. And so we have, you know, we have the the, the very first commandment oh, yeah. is you shall have no, no. other gods before yeah. me. Worship the Lord, your God. You know, that that's that's what we have in the, right out of the gate. I mean, with when, you know, God is, has rescued his people. Uh, he's, he's giving them their, their playbook, their, their list of instructions. This is what you do. The first thing that you're gonna need to remember, you will have no other yeah, gods exactly. before me. And, uh, and I am amazed, Dallas, that we haven't, have we talked about that yet? That is so crucial in this whole conversation, part? just that there's no other gods. Yeah, well, well we, on this we oneness have, conversation. Not on the oneness, but we have talked about that because you talked about, remember when you talked about your statue of David? Good, um, okay, yeah, so yeah. Oh, that was another one that hurt. That was a brains. really, yeah, that was a really good one though. But the uh, this, this concept that you can't have any gods, like we think about Mount Olympus and all of the, yeah. the gods and, you know, Zeus was like the father of the gods, but then there were all of these lesser gods. Do you know where my brain went when you said Mount? I was like, yeah, Mount Rushmore. Oh, no, nope, oh, wrong one. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> Mount Olympus. And so this is what, and and we even see that Paul speaks to that when he's in Ephesus, isn't he? when he's in Ephesus writing this, that or yeah, um, idolatry is the a adol- idolatry issue, is huge. Artemis. Of Artemis yeah. Okay, so you can read about Artemis in your Greek mythology books. So that's where history and the Bible collide. And so you want to fact check this. You want to, you want to make sure that that this is all on the up and up. You can, you can read about these things in, in other sources, other textbooks, if you will, but this oneness, this is important that. And what's so cool is speaking of fact checking, but also consistency, right? You have Mm -hmm. different authors that write Acts and Ephesians, right? Right. So Paul's going to speak about the things uh, happening in Ephesus. That's mm-hmm. the letter to the church uh, in Ephesus. Ephesians. That's what Ephesians means. Mm-hmm. Well, Luke, meanwhile, is going to tell you in Acts about how Paul's going around dealing with Artemis statues in Acts. Yep. Right? So you have this other like multiple perspectives communicating what is happening. And it all speaks to the oneness. Yeah. Yes, it all speaks to the oneness that that there's a there's a verse, um, you can help me with the address in the Old Testament that that he is, a, uh, I'm a, a jealous God. Oh, that's all. Okay. Like it's, it's said a and, few different places. Yeah, yeah. And, and that doesn't mean there's, to be clear, there's nothing that we have that that God would want. Yeah. Like there's nothing that we own, that we possess, that that he would be jealous as in pea green kind of jealousy. Um, green, yeah, pea, so pea green jealousy. So um, what he wants from us is us. Like he wants our, he, he, wants, he wants our, heart. our heart. He wants your soul. He wants yeah. you. He made you. He loves he you. Does, he doesn't want you going over all these false gods. The false these gods men. that yeah. can't do anything for you. And so we see in multiple places in scripture, we're going to look at God, the father. We're going to look at, you know, we've looked at God, the son. We're going to look at God, the Holy Spirit and how they all, they're all the same. It's yes. all, yeah. it's, it's all one God. Yeah. And I think the, the final place I want to go, because mm-hmm. I think we can, I have John 10 down here, but we can definitely talk about that when we talk about the son. Mm-hmm. Um, but 1 Corinthians 8, 6, so this is Paul again. And I, I think as we look at this, this is, this is Corinthian church. There's a lot of division in the body. And how does he talk to them about their own unity? Yeah. He points to who God is. Right. Right. He points to God's unity mm-hmm. and God's diversity, right? And mm-hmm. the diversity of persons. And he says to uh, the Corinthian church in First uh, Corinthians chapter eight, five and six, he says, "For even if there's also okay, sorry, 
context is helpful. Yep. All right. Ahead. So Paul is dealing with the fact that similar to what you talked about in Ephesus, you got Artemis. In Corinth, they're like eating food that goes to some of these false gods. Okay. So he's talking about how we don't need to do that. It's just not helpful for other people's sake. He's saying they're not real gods, so it doesn't really matter if they've been sacrificed. But for the sake of other people, you probably need to stay away from doing that because you might be unknowingly reinforcing to them that what they believe is true, right? even though that's not the message. So he says in verse four about mm-hmm. eating food sacrificed to idols, false gods, then we know that an idol is nothing in the world uh, and that there is no God but one. Okay, so he's quoting. Ooh, Deuteronomy 6. Yeah. Uh, for even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods, and he puts this, I, my translation puts this in quotation marks. Mine too. And many lords. Verse six, yet for us, there is one God, uh, the Father. All things are from him and we exist for him. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ. All things are through him and we exist through him. Mm-hmm. Right? So like he's even saying like people have, like, because he's living in the Roman empire. Right. Right. Uh, so these these Caesars, these rulers, these mm-hmm. emperors would consider themselves divine. And he's oh, yeah. kind of going, yeah, right. There's only one God. Yeah, you're not it. Uh, and the same thing is true of Lord, right? So mm-hmm. there, that would be a title, a title, especially later in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think of early England would call, oh, my Lord, right? Downton Abbey, Lord Grantham. Oh, that's so funny. I don't watch that one, but yeah. Yeah, I got you. So, so yeah, so that's what he's saying is there's still just one, no matter how many times people are going to use that. It's funny because Luke 6 Jesus does the same thing with the word teacher. He's like, don't let anybody call you teacher. Don't let anybody call you father because you have one teacher, me. You have one father, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting though because Paul, this guy, the sent out one in the early church is still pointing these people back to the oneness Oneness. of God. Right. Which honestly, Dallas, I was thinking about this before we started recording. uh, And as we're going through this week, I wonder which is harder to wrap your brain around, the oneness or the threeness when it comes to the Trinity. And my gut says the oneness is actually the easier to figure out because God is God. God is God. Creator, creation, Mm -hmm. right? But what's so fun for me is as we get into these next episodes with the threeness, as we talk about God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, one God, three persons. I also am very, and it's because lifelong learner of the scriptures, uh, I see the the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, uh, but not three gods, but one God. So I yeah, see the I see threeness that. I too. See, I, I see the the oneness, but I see the, the threeness and it makes perfect sense to, perfect sense. It right. makes it makes sense to me, but having to explain it to somebody else, I get tongue-tied. I mean, I, I absolutely get tongue-tied because it's something that is just in me. I mean, it's just, it's it's in me. And uh, so we're going to do our best over the next few weeks to uh, to try and break this down. And if we hurt your head today, we apologize. Listen to us again. And uh, and, and maybe it'll um, it'll make more sense the second time around. Or just keep exploring. Keep, right. the, keep the mind open. Because uh, like we kind of said, we speak about what we know. Right. It's really hard to like find ourselves in these conversations where we really can't give you an answer because we don't have anything clearly stated. And I think this is why from an early time we would refer to the Trinity as the greatest mystery of the Christian faith. Exactly. Because there's something mysterious. Mm-hmm. But, but I'll, I'll take listeners back to the picture of a phone versus the actual phone. That's a great one. Because like God is allowed to be a little complex. We've talked about this on mm-hmm. the podcast. There are some things that are mysterious. But for me, again, my existence is also mysterious because I did nothing in order to exist. Nope. Uh, which makes people's brains hurt. Um, but I also recognize I'm doing nothing to breathe right now. I'm doing nothing to keep my heart beating right now. Um, there's a lot of things that are mysterious to me. Right. And I think that makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as that might not make sense. We're going to try and unpack that later. Yeah. The, ne- the next few weeks. And, and we're not going to try and hurt your brain. We're going to no. try and give you information in such a way that it's actually going to help you and having these conversations. Right. So uh, as we think about that then, uh, my note at the bottom is wrong. We're going to keep talking about the Trinity. Uh, and so we're going we're gonna to keep talking about Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We're going to spend as many episodes as we need to to talk about that and unpack that for you. Um, but as we like to do, I would love to. Oh, and again, and, reminder. Oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, it, new year, new resolution. New, yeah, invite a friend. Um, invite a friend. Invite a friend. 
Because we're going to be going weekly, right? We're so, going so, to so, go back so to weekly. Extra level of commitment for us to make <laughs> sure we're on top of it and we're getting there, but it's exciting for us. And so, and, and, and we have heard that consistency helps. So especially seeing those weekly reminders and sticking into it. And, and eventually, right, we cover some of these basic things that we get into the really fun stuff. And, and Lord Almighty knows 2024 is going to be an interesting year. Oh my goodness. It always, always is an interesting year. Will when, not disappoint. Yes. So, uh, with that, I would love to just share a prayer. Uh, and uh, even as I think of that, Dallas, I'm thinking of like my class where we really covered the Trinity. We we were taught like pray intentionally, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so it's so funny that I typically will start a prayer with Heavenly Father. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. there's also God, but there's a really cool thing that we know who God is. He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So don't be afraid to pray that way too. So I typically start mine with Father God. Oh I, yeah. I don't yeah. It, it just it's Father God. Yeah. So so well let's pray and let's see what happens. Good and gracious God, almighty yeah. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for this opportunity to do our best to talk about who you are as we turn to your word for us. And Lord, we thank you for your word that makes known who you are. Uh, in a world that wants to know you, that is longing, that is spiritually curious. Uh, and Lord, so we just ask that you would help us Lord, to, to take in uh, your oneness, um, but also your threeness, Lord, as we continue in this conversation about what, uh, not what, but who you are, uh, that you are Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Lord, we ask that you would help us Uh, As we go about our week and as we try and digest and process this, that Lord, you would help us to continue to be curious, continue to learn who you are from your own word. Uh, And Lord, especially Lord, as we look out into creation and see uh, how complex everything is and yet at the same time, how simple and help us to balance both of those things as we seek to glorify you in everything that we think, everything that we say and everything that we do. And as we offer this to you in the name of Jesus, Amen. amen. All right, we'll see you next time. Next time.